Welcome to episode 10 of season four of the Simplify and Multiply show. Today, I'm going to be having a great conversation with Lisa L. Demi, who is a professional speaker and social media marvel. Let's get to it. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, Lisa, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the Simplify and Multiply show. How are you today? I'm I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for, for a while now. Well, me me too, because there is so many wonderful unopened gifts that you are going to have for my listener today about social media. And as you know, this is the season on niche, niche, niche for strength. And the reason why I wanted to have you on this particular season is because I really want to understand when we're looking at niche and what makes us authentic in in the power of a business of you, what we did last season. How does this translate into social media? So I want to be able to unpack that and get into that with you. But before we start, what I'd love for you to do is tell our listener how you help solopreneurs today. What are some of the things that you help them with? Um, You know, I help, I I think for some people, social media is still kind of a foreign language. And I think they use it as a sales tool. And I've always contended it's a relationship tool. It's Mm -hmm. the, the, the one marketing tool that can really talk back to you. You know, a billboard doesn't do that. An ad in a newspaper or a magazine doesn't do that. A business card doesn't do that. But you can have a conversation on social media. And I think that's where some people forget that that is really the, the power of it. It's not, you know, nobody wants to be sold to, right? So don't do that on social media. And I think people kind of get that wrong. Yeah, they, they get it. They get caught up in it. So mm-hmm. when someone comes to you who has a business, they're a solopreneur and they're just kind of scratching their head and feeling a little overwhelmed about social media. They're hearing so many different things to do. How do you sort that out for them? Well, I, I, I break it down for them. I, you know, I have a handful of questions that I ask them that helps them kind of look at it in a different way. Because again, I think they're looking at it as a sales tool. And Mm -hmm. when I start to break it down for them and, you know, we go from what's your message to who's your audience to what is it you want to share to what platforms should you or can you manage? Um, you know, they think they have to do it all, and I think it overwhelms them, so they just don't know where to start. They just kind of, you know, like, I'm, I'm Italian, so it's like, you know, they throw spaghetti against the wall, and they hope it sticks. Yeah. And, um, you know, I help them throw less spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can totally relate. I mean, even to this day, I still feel like, I'm not doing enough on social media. I need to do more. I want to do more. I want to engage more. And sometimes I'll go and I'll put some things out and I'll get no kind of interaction or engagement. And then it's discouraging. And I can really see how that would impact a solopreneur 
who is kind of working in a vacuum and doesn't really have the support and guidance of someone who mm-hmm. really understands the purpose of social and how to use it, how to leverage it for their business. And yeah, you're right. There, I think that's why a lot of people are sick of social because it is very addy. You know, people mm-hmm. are like, yeah. gimme, 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 look how awesome I am. Here's some tips, buy my stuff. And that gets old. And then, yeah. and, you know, yet we sit here and we make fun of all the like celebrities that are out there just taking pictures of themselves, you know, after they get a manicure or out with their dog or look at my new pants. And we think that's so like <laughs> inane, really. And but what it's doing is it's not pitching. You know what I mean? Unless they're obviously representing and pimping out mm-hmm. some type of product or whatever. But if it's just them showing their life, it's a completely different thing. It's really interesting, the dynamic. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like some people, I think, don't like they're afraid to show their true self online because the, 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 the feedback I get often is, well, what if people don't like me? Well, mm-hmm. I would rather them know who they're going to be possibly doing business with than, you know, especially for the solopreneurs, because, you know, uh, we we're the ones who have to make the meetings. We're the ones who have to attend the meetings. We're the ones who have to drive to the meeting. We're the ones who you know, we're wearing so many hats, wouldn't it be nice if people knew what they were getting before you spend all that time to find out after, you know, three or four meetings that you're not a good fit. So I I always tell people, let them find out they don't like you sooner than later. And maybe they will like you. you Let them find out what a loser you are way before you get on the phone with them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm laughing hard because sometimes that's how I used to feel. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is too funny. But it's true, though, you know, and I Mm -hmm. think that because people really struggle with being them, their true selves, that the audience is much more skeptical and cynical about what they are seeing. They think they're being played or they think that it's an act or a facade or some type of marketing ploy. And so it's really challenging, even though you do, as you were saying, have that two-way interface, Mm -hmm. it still has that kind of, you know, ickiness of that, is this real or is this Memorex for the old farts? (laughs) Exactly. And I know what you're talking about, so I'm in that category. But, you know, Terry, the thing that that strikes me is, you know, people watch, we we all binge watch shows on TV anymore, Mm -hmm. and I think we trust the characters in the shows we watch more than each other because Mm. we've developed all, you know, albeit it's a digital relationship, we've developed this relationship over, you know, 10, 15 episodes. And I think if people looked at the results that you can get from that, what if it's, you know, and that's scripted. What if it's not scripted? What if it's really you who shares yourself, you know, once or twice a week like that in some kind of video format? I, I really think there's, a lot of power in video, um, but what if you shared yourself consistently like that and let your prospective audiences get to know you like that? You know, that's a brilliant comparison that you made with programs on TV, series on TV, because, mm-hmm. and I, I love story, okay? So I can always tell when <clears throat> you have an, uh, a series on TV where it's an episodic, where mm-hmm. they basically have a beginning, middle, and end 
in that 90 minutes or hour or whatever the program is versus a series that has bigger arcs of characters and right. more mystery and like, oh, is he going to get with her? And you have to go through 10 episodes or even two mm-hmm. seasons to get that climactic uh, satisfaction from the hero, you know, getting the girl or so to speak. Exactly. exactly. And it's a, I think that's a really interesting way to look at social. And if we had the foresight to compile content, whether it's a video series where we're kind of telling a story, whether it's our journey or our client's journey or something we've experienced that kind of has that, you know, hanging edge. Who is the writer that used to do the, oh, I can't think of his name, a very popular writer that would create these, like, the chapters are really short and it's it's pretty classic for mysteries. Uh, chapters are really short, and there's like a mini cliffhanger at the end of every chapter. So you can't put it down. You literally right. have to go from one to the next. I think it'd be really fascinating for us to maybe look at doing our social in that context. That's kind of a really cool idea. You and I might have to work on that. <laughs> well, I you know, I like to think that at least all the video that I do and the the, the video that I have my clients do, I like to think it's episodic. Um, I've never used that word to describe it, but I think you're right. And um, one of your former guests and a, a mutual friend and colleague that we have, Phil Gerbishak, is the one who told me, you have stories in everything that happens to you. Mm. And so uh, when I get on the video, man, I sound like my mom now. When I get on the video, when I, when I do video, <laughs> I'm, I like to think that the story that I'm telling has a message that will resonate with with the audience that I've chosen, you know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to be all things to everybody. And if I tried to do that, I would be a basket case. Yeah. So I'm comfortable in knowing that if I'm being who I truly am, then those people who are, who my message will resonate with, those are my people. Right. So um, I think it's really important to develop that voice and that messaging on your social media, I think, you know, people forget about that. It's not like nobody wants to be talked to and blabbed to, but if they can find, you know, I, I always tell people in my workshops, you know, what's the hook? Where's the hook that you want to give your prospective client or your audience that they'll go, oh, well, I like Lisa. She has dogs. I like Lisa. She does things in the community. I like Lisa. Um, she's a Gators fan or whatever it might be. And it might be even a combination of those things. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've all heard the people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Well, what do we do on social media to have them know, like, or trust us? Yeah, give them the information they need, which exactly. is all about being yourself and, and allowing a little of that vulnerability to creep exactly. in as well. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So when we look at the context of niche, when, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, a business goes and focuses on their niche, how just kind of like, let's kind of unpack that a little bit, like in the context of creating a niche for yourself. And, you know, when I say niche, it's not necessarily, you know, picking an industry or Mm -hmm. a particular theme or topic. And the the topic can be your niche as well, especially with speakers, for example. Um, But when I say niche, it's like, niching on your personality. I keep driving that home about what is it about your personality and your strengths that create Mm -hmm. niche and how can that be translated and told as a story, as an episodic story, uh, using video and social posting? What do you think about that? 
Well, I'll tell you, for speakers, I think it's crucial. You you know, our business is is the way we present and, and what we present on, of course, but more so the way we present. Uh, I think that in social media, you have the unique opportunity to be able to show people, this is how I communicate. Now they're getting a little, um, you know, preview of how you might be in front of an audience. And, and I'll tell you something else that isn't marketing, but, you, well, it is. You shouldn't be pre- presenting yourself on social media any different way than you're going to be presenting yourself when you're in front of your, you know, your audience or whomever it is you're working with, because then they're going to like, then you're a fraud. So I think people think that they have to be something else online differently than what they are in real life. And that's just not the case. I think it should be the other way around. You should definitely be who you are online because that particularly speakers, that's what people are looking at. That's what they want to see. That's who they're going to put in front of their audience. That's who they're going to trust that, you know, whoever the event planner is or the person who's in charge of the event, they want their boss to go, holy cow, that was amazing. You did a great mm-hmm. job. So it would be like, um, re- remember back in the day when you used to have to buy an entire album and you didn't know what the other songs were, yep. but you knew the one or two hits. And so you're kind of taking a chance on the other eight songs. Right. We don't have to do that anymore. We, exactly. we should be able to know what we're buying before we buy it. Now, you know, so now we can go to Spotify or whatever, um, iTunes or whatever, and listen to the songs before we buy them. It's, that's the kind of world we live in anymore. And social media gives you that opportunity to be able to show off either via video or content or blog posts or personality. There's so much you can do to show people who you are. And that, the niche there for, I think, pretty much for anybody is absolutely who are you being? Who are you? Who are you always going to be? Are you going to be this person in front of me all the time? Or are you going to try and be different things for different people? I think that's where you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. And you know who I think does that really well, if we're going to focus on speakers for a second, is Simon T. Bailey. Mm -hmm. And he spends a lot of time and energy creating just short little videos when he's traveling. And he is so gracious with acknowledging the people he's with. Uh, if he's working with a couple other speakers on stage at an event, he will bring them in and just like, you know, do a selfie and say, hey, I'm here with Sharon and Bob and, you know, this is what they're doing. And he always shines the light on others. And I think because he does that so graciously and he's so visible that it really shows his character and his ability to connect with his audience. And he's very inspiring as a result mm-hmm. because he is shining the light on others instead of just all his stuff. You know, the person who comes to mind for me is Crystal Washington, as mm-hmm. far as speakers go. And she always tells little stories about things that happened during her travels. Um, you know, whether it's she's in an airport or she's uh, dealing with some, some issue at a, a hotel or whatever it might be. But I love that she tells these little stories because you get a feel for her personality. And while you're getting a feel for her personality, you're also getting a little bit of the messaging that she shares. And I, I love that. I think it must be a lot like Simon does it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something I strive to do is, you know, let people in. Like, I don't have to tell them what kind of sandwich I had today unless my client is a sandwich company, right? Sandwich company, you know, I'm using those technical terms, Terry. Um, right. But it, I, I think it's, you can talk like like a behind the scenes allows people to see 
what you're like. When when I I just spoke to, in Montana, and um, I the woman I had met like I'd seen her online, but we had never met in person. The the event planner there, the woman who was there, Pam O'Reilly, awesome lady. Shout out Pam. And um, so I had gone to the gym that morning, and I had my ball cap on and no makeup or anything. And that's most often how you see me online. And when I walked up to her, she goes, oh, you look just like you do online. And I'm like, hallelujah. So <laughs> she, you know, she knew what she was like. The, 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 more, um, the more exception was, was um, you know, who, when I was all dressed up and everything. But she already knew my personality. She knew what to expect. She had an idea of how I would be interacting with people. I just, mm-hmm. it, you know, so I, I took that as a very big compliment. And I think people need to remember that we just want to know who you are. Like, you know, you might have a great topic, but I want to know who you are. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you niched enough? As you know, I'm focusing on exploring niching your business this season with the sole desire to give you the confidence and know-how to develop a niche that positions you as the go-to expert. Unfortunately, many solopreneurs are unsure of how they should niche and they worry if they're narrowing their niche so much that there won't be any prospects. I will tell you right now not to be concerned about niching too much. What you need is the right objectivity to see your value and your ideal client clearly so you can choose a niche that is a natural reflection of who you are. Now, when you do that, everything else falls into place and your ideal clients start coming at you from the most unexpected places. And if you want help figuring out your niche, I can help. All you have to do is pick a time to talk with me one-on-one for free about your niche by visiting pappychat.com. This is a great opportunity for you to get valuable input about what you're building and how to create a well-positioned brand that drives a ton of business. Get yours on the calendar now. Hit up pappychat.com and niche, niche, niche for strength. Book yours now. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T.com. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I I struggle with that sometimes because I think I'm so boring. (laughs) I really do. I mean, I love to teach. I love to, you know, tell funny stories, you know, about things I do in the context of learning because I'm I'm just like a – I think my whole mode is teaching and helping and serving. Mm -hmm. And I just – when I think about my life, you know, and what I'm doing, I just – because I'm not a speaker anymore, right? I don't get on stage and have all this glorious travel. And, you know, I'm so behind the scenes and working one-on-one with my clients and the people that, you know, I serve. And I'm like, okay, so I went for a bike ride today. (laughs) I mean, it's like, how many times can I tell people on social I went for a bike ride or got some coffee at Starbucks? Yeah, but but think about this, Terry. What, you know, like for me, when I'm running or walking or doing exercise, that's when I get like all these great ideas. And mm. it, you know, that's when I kind of work through my cha- my own challenges or my mm. clients challenges. And you know, that's kind of my, I don't have all the distractions of the world around me. And so I always come up, it, that's why when I shoot the video, like I shoot video immediately because yeah. I'm thinking about it right then. And you know, again, I always have the ball cap and no makeup or anything on, but that is me. And yeah. that message will resonate with someone, I guarantee you. And your message will resonate with someone. It, you know, there, it won't resonate with everybody. 
Mm-hmm. But do you want to work with everybody? No. You want to work with people who get you, right? Yeah, totally. So yeah, where there's got to be a connection. You exactly. Know, if there's no connection, it's especially the way I work. You know, because I dial in with an intuition with my clients, and you know, really act as a, a champion for their vision. And mm-hmm. you have to be fully connected and engaged with that person on multiple levels totally. in order for that to really, you know, prosper. And, and that's got to uh, be across everything. That's yes. everything. That's the, your emails, your newsletter, your website, your social media, the way you are in pe- with, with people in real life. I, it's got to be consistent across all, all everywhere. Everywhere you are, you should be, you should be being that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not getting it all on camera because I think it's so boring. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you right now, Terry, video is like people, we're lazy. We are lazy. We are. we are so lazy. And people would rather listen to a podcast or watch a video, like a nice little short video, than mm-hmm. read a blog post or go check out your uh, website or mm-hmm. read your newsletter. You know, we can do, we're always on the run. So imagine you're in your yeah. bike. Are, are you, do you listen to podcasts when you're in your bike? Yeah, absolutely. So think about, you know, those, that's where people are getting their content now. Yeah. Podcasts or video. You got to be doing one or both if you can. So, well, here we are doing the podcast. So, hey, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> I get it. So, let's talk a little bit more. Um, like, let's get in some weeds here. And let's say, let's do some hypothetical uh, situations. Okay. So, let's say I am a solopreneur, of course, and mm-hmm. I am a, uh, I train people, uh, individuals, how to take better care of their um, stress. In other words, like have more balance and wellness and just kind of like, you know, so like you've got busy moms, you've got people who are out of work, who are freaking out about money you and looking for a job. Sure. Um, you know, you got people dealing with medical conditions. So basically, I'm a consultant or a coach uh, that helps people deal with their stress and turn it into positive stress mm-hmm. so it can forward what they're doing. How, what would be a good, uh, you know, for that niche, uh, a good type of social media kind of activity? I think tell the stories. You know, I think no one wants to say, no, well, no one likes to hear I did this and this for my client. And they, you know, like mm-hmm. the data is nice for some people, but I think people like the stories. I think the stories are more emotional. There's more of a, a hook there. There's more place for people to hang on to. And people won't remember percentages or dollars or, mm-hmm. you know, by and large, but they will remember how the story made them feel. And right. they will remember, it's way easier to remember a story. You know, so like if you're talking about a, you know, a mom who's stressed out, who is a stay-at-home mom, and she worked all day long, and you helped her be able to, you know, have peace with her family at the end of the day, or be able to spend, um, you know, quality time with her kids and her husband, or what, you know, whomever. If if you can tell that story, I think then you, it's going to be a successful message. And I think that there's it's multi-dimensional. I'm I'm sensing a theme in our conversation around story, episode, mm-hmm. sharing yourself, and just really making that connection through just kind of having that authentic mm-hmm. realness of this is life, right? And I think what's really interesting about that example is you can also add how it impacted you. 
Absolutely. You know, how the ideas came through and how you felt about that situation, because you can't just treat it like a case study. Like, oh, this, you know, she came to me, she had this problem, I did this, and then she's fine, right? <laughs> you don't right. want to do that's, that. That's too cold. That's too uh, yeah. anesthetic. It's too clinical. You know? Yeah, you absolutely. And, yeah, and I so think, I, you know, like people want to, you know, I, I always think there's, you know, there's so much noise on digital media, on social media. There's so much noise. And there's so many people who are saying, hey, you want to 10x your business? Like if I, when I hear that, that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I think most people haven't even 1x their business. So why don't we start there first, right? Yeah, and, and what I, does that even mean, 1x, yeah, 2x, 10x? What the exactly. hell does that mean? <laughs> but I, I think when we talk, you know, like are there people who that resonates with? Absolutely. Yes. You know, there's all those people who love the Gary Vaynerchuks and the Brendan Burchards and the, all those guys. But I think by and large, most of us are, and I'm going to say this, and I hope this doesn't get me in trouble. I think most of us are real people who mm -hmm. are living on the planet, having real lives. I don't, you know, right. I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk who has someone following him around with a, um, you know, a camera recording his every second with a bottomless budget. I'm Lisa Demi, who is a solopreneur who wears all the hats, who, oh, by the way, I have a household I have to run. Oh, by the way, I'm married. I have dogs to take care of. I have family I have to take care of. I have all of that stuff going on. And I have to be able to, I don't want to say fit in my own life, but I have to be able to, 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 to manage the things that I need to manage for my business in a realistic way. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, I think people get overwhelmed because they see those things and they think, oh my God, I've got to record every second of my day. I've got to be on every social media platform. I've got to post 25 times a day. And that's just not true. That's yeah. just not true. You, yes, you have to be consistent. Yes, you have to do something, but I'd rather you chunk it out as little manageable bites mm -hmm. and take on the pieces. And I think people just feel like it's all or nothing. And it's, that's not the case. And I think I just got off track. But no, no, it. that's all. That was a, that was kind of like a little mini rant. And I like that, though. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, we need that because you're right. You know, we we do get this kind of picture between what we're seeing with the, the high profile, big budget kind of people. And then what all the so-called gurus are out there telling us to do about social media. Right. You know, sign up for my course and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's in it just it kind of leaves you with an empty feeling because it doesn't have the substance that we're that everyone's looking for, sure. whether you're the content creator or the content consumer. Yeah. I mean, you have you do have to promote to a certain extent, but your entire message shouldn't be promotion. I mean, I do want to see that if I'm working with someone that I'm going to have be able to expect some results, some reasonable amount of results. That being mm -hmm. said, I, once I know that, like I only need to be told that once, the rest of it is who are you? But, you know, are you the person that I'm going to be able to connect with? Because in marketing, it's very, um, uh, it's very intimate, I think, anymore. And it should be intimate because it's not the, you know, the marketing that our parents had where, you know, it, it's like all this glossy, fake, not real. Any more people want mm -hmm. real. They want substance. They want you to be authentic. And I think people are afraid to do that because, you know, we're all afraid of looking bad, right? Yeah. 
oh gosh, yeah, and you know, falling on our face a little bit or upsetting someone, and exactly. you know, it's it's just the human nature thing in about being in a community or in a social circle mm-hmm. when you want to be accepted, you want to be part of a group. And so all of those kind of governors get flipped on because you want to make sure you're not upsetting anybody. And and I think that's what keeps a lot of solopreneurs from really extending themselves a step closer into their audience in such a way. Uh, Like my thing was always uh, I always struggled with, um, you know, I have to be the expert. I have to be flawless and, you know, know my every aspect of, you know, that whole perfectionist thing and come across as like the authority. And and this was the story in my mind. And it wasn't until like a couple of years ago and, and most recently, like in the last year or so that I was like, heck no, I'm just going <laughs> to have fun. Yeah. And it's really interesting because cre- being a content creator in my business, because my business takes a backseat to my client care, which is unfortunate, but I've been trying to give it a little more love, but that's a struggle of every solopreneur. Mm -hmm. You know, where do you draw the line between taking care of your business from the standpoint of marketing yourself and then you have to deliver your service? And what I realized that the more fun I had, the more it conveyed in the content I was creating. And even though I still want to be, I want to be professional, I'm I'm a stickler for that, just for my own preferences. Like, you know, when we were prepping for this show, I was all over you about audio. I said, I want to get a really good audio out of this because I care about my listeners experience. And that's how I, that's just kind of how I am. And I let that show through how I teach and things like that. But that was always a struggle for me was to kind of allow myself to be a goofball. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen some of my videos where I yeah. just go on these <laughs> laughing tangents where I crack myself up. And it's like, Terry, you need to get out and be among people more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole different like podcast, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, I do, I, but I love that you do that, Terry, because to me, it like shows me that you're a real person and you're not, yes. you know, like I, I've always, I remember when I first had, I've had coach, many coaches in my, in my business career. And I remember the first coach I had, I remember I thought she was just perfect. And it was so intimidating to me that it was hard for mm. me to relate to her. And when she made a mistake, finally, I was like, hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. There's, there's hope for me yet. You know, I don't have, you're not perfect and I don't have to be perfect either. Wow. So it, it really made a difference for me. And I think, you know, I found that um, when my, I just had a client send me a, an email and she said that um, she was really scared to do some of the things that we had talked about. But once she did it, she was like so relieved because wow. there, she wasn't putting on this big front anymore that she thought she had to put on. And she could just be herself. And while not everybody liked her that way, the people that she wanted to do business with did. And so now there is this big pressure taken off her shoulders to have to, Mm. you know, fit into somebody else's box. So I think we, I think, I think having fun, um, I think being real, I think not being afraid to show your, your shortcomings, being vulnerable. Like I told this group the other day, I said, being vulnerable is my superpower. I think that's like, I think people, people think it's weakness and I would contend that it's the exact opposite. Yeah, I think it's a I strength. Agree. I so. agree. And it's scary as you know what to oh my God, be yeah. in that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you think it's, everybody's going to be like, oh, pff, I'm not going to work with that person. Look at them. They're, exactly. you know, X, Y, Z, right? Like the judgmental uh, start flying. Mm-hmm. And, and when in fact it's, it's, it, 
acts like a magnet. It brings you that much closer to because uh, it draws out empathy and mm-hmm. connection uh, because we've all been there. We're all human totally. beings for crying out loud. Oh God, totally. We all have emotions. We all have fears. We all have mm-hmm. struggles. And we're not as different as we think we are, you know. So I think that we that's really, really are. brilliant. And, yeah. and, you know, that's why I think it's good for you to be yourself because I'm going to tell you that probably a lot more people than you think are going through the same thing you're going through and they can totally mm. relate. Well, you know, it's amazing because I, you know, I'm so glad you said that because I remember when I wrote my first book, which was a memoir about my husband who passed away. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was so isolated in that in that experience. And I was amazed at the correspondence and the comments and the feedback I got when people would get a hold of that book. And even when I was doing some marketing around my Compass Playbook Relationships course, and I told the story, and it was hard for me to tell for a long time because the Mm -hmm. pain was still so visceral and present. And it's still there, but not like it was, you know, 15 years ago. And it's amazing how many people are, are, were right there, you know, at the same, experiencing the same kind of pain, grief, loss, you know, uh, joy from the experience. And, and it, it was really remarkable. And I just think that this this is such a great session that we're having, this conversation we're having, Lisa, because it's just reminding me how important it is to share. I'm getting little goosebumps on my arms <laughs> to share uh, who we are in in a not in order to manner. Yeah, so agreed. it's not like we have an agenda uh, that we're just kind of like kvetching in a way, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, just really. <laughs> but you don't want to be so such a downer that people are like, oh, my God, she's always complaining kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, with that, you know, with everything comes balance. You know, if I if I talked about, you know, like my life goes through rough patches. And if every day, every time I'm going through a rough patch, all I talked about was all the negativity, then two bad things happen. One, people mm-hmm. don't want to tune into the negativity. And two, mm-hmm. the more that I have found that the more negativity that I put out, the more negative I feel. So, mm, I mean, interesting. you know, outside of the marketing standpoint, you don't want to do that to yourself. So, and it's not a fake it till you make it, but I'm a strong believer in mindset. And I think mindset is so important in, in marketing, really, because like you're talking about, yeah, but nobody thinks my stuff's important. Well, somebody does, I guarantee you. And if you had the mindset that you're helping one person, that one person can connect, g- great. That's the way I feel is if I can just touch one person every time I'm sharing a message, then I'm, do- I'm living my mission of changing the world. Mm, one person at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's incredible. Oh, gosh. We could just kind of go on and on about this. This is why I love doing this show, because I just get in these great conversations, and it's just so rich for me. So thank Mm -hmm. you for contributing all that. Now, what I want to do is I want you to uh, share for our listener who wants to learn more about you, and you have some things uh, on your website Mm -hmm. that can kind of help people with apps that you use, as well as some other things that can help them kind of get a better idea around social media that are free. And if obviously they want to work with you or, you know, kind of hone it in, they can do that too. So why don't you just uh, talk about that for a second as we wrap up? Yeah, on my website, um, if you sign up for my newsletter, a lot of marketing I do is done for my smartphone because I don't have time to sit in front of my computer Mm -hmm. and market. And, you know, particularly for solopreneurs, this is really, really crucial because we're out there, again, wearing all the hats, doing all the networking, making all the meetings. Nobody has time to sit in front of their computer and do their marketing. 
it, I have, um, if you sign up for my newsletter, you will get a list of the apps that I most often use to do, I will tell you probably 95% of the marketing I do for me and a handful of clients that I have. I do it on my, on my smartphone. And you'll get that list of those, um, those apps, those, and it'll give apps, you a little yeah. explanation of, uh, of how to use them. And then if you stay in, the, in the, um, the newsletter, you'll actually get a link to two separate trainings that are free that I did that walk you through a couple of the really important apps that I use all the time. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And so Lisa's website is lisademi.com. That's L-I-S-A-D-E-M-M-I.com. And I'll have links to other ways you can connect with Lisa. She's definitely someone that you want to follow, especially in the social world. If you want to bone up on your social skills and uh, learn a lot from Lisa, listener, I definitely recommend that you connect with her and follow her good stuff. So Lisa, thank you so much for being here. And I want to end this uh session with two questions for you uh -oh. and the first one is uh, i wasn't what there i didn't do it <laughs> i didn't do it <laughs> don't look at me it wasn't me <laughs> uh what in your business would you like to simplify oh wow that's a great question um um i, I think for me i'm not sure it would be possible but if i had a magic wand i'd want to simplify the um the outreach that we have to do as speakers to get in front of the right people. It's a numbers game in, in our business and it's a very time consuming. I would love to simplify that. Mm. Yeah. That is a very chronic problem with the yeah. speaking industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's at some level, it's really commoditized, unfortunately. And you kind of have to like, like you said, play that mm -hmm. numbers game. And, and I remember um, Andy Masters mm -hmm. came and presented to our, our group uh, down in South Florida and he basically laid out all the stuff he does. And boy, it was super obvious the numbers game that needs to occur in order for speakers to get their, their presence on stage. It's Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of us out there all vying for the same opportunity itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All the more reason to use social to be authentic and connect with your audience. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and the second question is what in your business would you like to multiply? Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or the money, um, you know, uh, if I can make a $1 turn into $2, that'd be awesome. Um, I think multiply, and I, I think this isn't a question of will I do it. It's a question of how long will I do it. My, I, I really, really am on a mission to change the world, and I would love to multiply the impact that I have on um, whomever, uh, you know, if – I'd like you know you were talking about old commercials. Um, mm -hmm. It's like you know they'll tell two people and so on and so on and so yeah. on. I, like I would love to see that happen faster. Um, I think with the amount of noise that there is in marketing anymore, it's you know it's not my timeline. It's the timeline of just getting it done every day and trying to hit as many people as possible. It will happen. I, I don't know when, but it will happen. Yeah, and actually, and I... it's not going to happen because there's always going to be new people to touch and. So I won't ever touch everybody on the planet, but I'll keep touching as many people as I can until until someone someone tells me to shut up. So, well, don't ever shut up, and you have <laughs> definitely touched me, and I'm so happy that you were able to be here with me and my listener today. And um, let's do it again. There yeah, will be much more to sure. talk about. So we'll have for definitely sure. have you back on a future show, Lisa. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so for much having for me, being Carrie. Here. It's been a blast. Yeah, 
You're welcome. We had a good time. All right. Take care. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.